0: Nicole Hutchison and Jess Navarez.
1: Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Christy Scales, Nicole Hutchinson, uh, Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez. I almost called you Jess Navarro. What's your name again? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my name. I almost called you my name and that's not how it works. Welcome to Girls Talk, Boys Talk. We're live here at the Star in Frisco from the SWBC Podcast Studios. Ladies, we are officially turning the page. We don't have to talk about last week anymore. We can celebrate now because just happy? Uh, She's yeah. happy about that she one. doesn't want to watch that game for a
2: fifth time. I don't want to be. I'm tired of having to be so mean, <laughs> too. So
1: um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to give a little overview of some notes we have um, as we turn the page to week six against the Chargers. Um, we're going to ta- talk some some notes, how the Cowboys can bounce back, Uh, from that loss last week and kind of the strengths, the weaknesses, all the things, some fun facts, some fun stories, Kellen Moore's, uh, revenge game, if you will, (laughs) we'll get into that a little bit as well. So let's start with, uh, some of the more, I don't want to call it breaking news. It's not really breaking news, just the more relevant news for the day. Um, the Cowboys worked out a few linebackers, it seems like, uh, to potentially sign to the team. Nothing's official yet, um, and we're going to monitor to see if it does become official throughout the show. But um, we talked about this yesterday, Christy, how important it is to have depth in that linebacker room, not just for the defense uh, overall without Leighton Vanderush but it also leaks into special teams with C.J. Goodwin being out, and so I think that's uh, – Something we talked about yesterday, but the importance of it is absolutely there for both units.
3: That's right. And so Malik Jefferson, who uh, had been elevated the past two weeks from practice squad uh, to be on the game day roster. And then, of course, uh, was pressed into service, uh, along with Marquis Bell getting more reps on Sunday night after Leighton Van Esch, uh, went out of the game. And so, um, yeah, even though Leighton Vanderesh was in, he, he did some special teams last year, but he's not one of your core special teams guys. but signing someone to the practice squad and elevating them or signing them to the 53-man roster that's going to be a core thing because in addition to Leighton Vander Esch you've also lost C.J. Goodwin who is one of your core special teams guys so there is a hole there as well.
0: I personally would love to see uh, Damone really step in and get some more snaps I know he has really not taken a lot of snaps um, maybe the last couple of weeks maybe his best game was against the Patriots but I actually got to cover him at LSU uh, so I saw how explosive he was how he attacked the line of scrimmage um, and just how just aggressive and physical he was so I really want to see that be on a consistent basis uh, for him and maybe get some more reps Uh, yeah play some Layton
2: that's a good point. Um, as far as them going out and, and looking at linebacker, I'm glad that they are. Yeah. Uh, just because, obviously, your depth has been tested so early on in the season, especially with the DeMarion overshone uh, loss and then losing um, Devin Harper to the Bengals. Unexpe- I think that was unexpected. It yeah, really I do. was. They, I they thought they were going to be able
3: to re-sign. And you.
2: especially since it was, we talked about it, how late in the week it was, that typically yeah. a team is not going to try to be doing that because they're trying to put together their game plan. So shout-out to Cincinnati scout team Uh, but also too, you're also seeing um, offenses attack your nickel they're attacking your safeties and part of that is because of the linebacker depth and stuff that's going on so to get another true linebacker in here I think is going to be beneficial for that front seven and also to kind of even out uh, that rotation of big nickel safety guys and things like that moving forward so teams aren't taking advantage of you there as often.
3: And the Chargers with the run game, linebackers being so important to your run defense, the Chargers are getting uh, Austin Eckler back Mm -hmm, this week. He had uh, missed time and so uh, he told media there in Los Angeles yesterday that he's 99% sure that he'll be back for Monday night's game. So um, yeah, stopping him is a priority. Of course, he's a dynamic guy who's just as effective of catching the ball out of the backfield as he is running the ball. But um, a huge emphasis and a big focus will be Eckler for the Cowboys' defense on Monday.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at just some of how he runs the ball. He's a tough-nosed guy. He's a little, a little crazy, which this is okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, that he, also, he just has the ability to uh, make the big play. Mm-hmm. He does, uh, similar to Great. kind of how CD, no, CD wrong guy, he's not That's knocking right. CD, but uh, Tony Pollard <laughs> has that ability to get to the second level and make you pay. Austin Eckler has this as well, and then you talked about his receiving capability, oh, which yeah. opens up his game, too. So, yeah, um, get him them getting him back is going to be a, a good boost for that run game, because they've been struggling since he's been out on that side of the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think it's just uh, an interesting point, too, that you all bring up, because you know, you're you're looking at this Chargers team, and uh, I think had how do I say this? I think had the Cowboys won on Sunday against the 49ers, you would have looked at this Chargers team and be like, oh, easy, they could easily defeat this team. The thing is, uh, the thing no. is, <laughs> if if they beat the 49ers, I'm saying if they beat the 49ers, you would kind of have a different you'd have, mindset. You'd have a
3: better feeling about it. You'd have, it a, you'd to, have a for sure.
1: Yeah. As far as the Chargers, what I've been looking at is it's such an interesting team right now because oh, yeah. it almost feels like the Cowboys offense and the Chargers offense switched positions from this this year to last year. And again, the, the common factor in that, yes, is Kellen Moore. But also just the positions that the both offenses are in as far as look, the Chargers, they're getting more established right now. They really haven't had their established core unit on their offense yet. Mm-hmm. But They're also coming off of a bye week. Wanted to point that out. They've had rest. They've had time to rejuvenate. And they've had time to work players back in that maybe haven't had the opportunity to see the field yet. Or haven't seen the field a lot. So, look. They're going to be a tough challenge. Without Leighton Van Der Esch, especially that run defense. We kind of skimmed over it yesterday. But if you remember last year... Remember when the run defense became an, a topic of conversation? So when Jonathan Hankins was out, then shortly after, uh, Leighton Vander Esch was out with that next stinger. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Hankins still good, still uh, making plays like we saw. However, makes me a little nervous. Yeah, makes me a little nervous. Yeah, know. Yeah. Well, Yeah,
3: you also want uh, linebackers (laughs) who are good in coverage as well because you're right about Eckler being such a threat. He actually led the team in receptions and targets last year. And they are without Mike Williams, who's their big – when I say big play, uh, big in stature as well, their wide receiver. He's out with a torn ACL. And so – sure they still have Keenan Allen. Uh, They have a six-foot-eight tight end, Donald Parton Jr., who they think will be back from uh, injury and available. Talk about a big uh, target in the red zone, but when when you remove Mike Williams from the equation, he's a guy that actually caught a touchdown pass against the Cowboys the last time Dallas played out there at the Chargers. That was just two years ago, Cowboys win, but um, that is a huge loss for the Chargers, and so uh, getting Eckler back in time for that is is important and then we'll also get to see a lot of folks around here who follow college football with TCU. Quentin. Quentin that's right Mm -hmm. and two two uh, players actually that they drafted uh, wide receivers from TCU that are getting extra Uh, opportunities now with Williams out yeah
0: this Chargers team has a lot of threats and I have some cool little nuggets just for you guys reference like Justin Herbert is top five in the NFL and completes a percentage passing touchdown interception ratio and passer rating in 2023 and it goes deeper the Chargers have had the fewest drop passes in the NFL the Cowboys have dropped nine passes tied for seventh most in the NFL uh so overall I think this Chargers Offense brings such a big challenge for the Cowboys even especially based off the performance that they put on last week It's like now. What do you do when you have I guess they weren't expecting to have this challenge But now it's kind of like okay. Well, what do you do when you're coming off of a performance like
3: that. Yeah, and and, and they know what they're in for because uh, not this summer, but the previous summer, Cowboys, before uh, playing the Chargers in the preseason Mm -hmm. game, had practices there in Costa Mesa, which is just south of... LAX, and it's very close to SoFi Stadium, actually, but got to see Justin Herbert and go against those guys in practice uh, a couple times, and those are really good opportunities for the starters, because in preseason action, you're not going to play your starters in the preseason games, but when you have those joint practices leading into the preseason games, that's where the real value is, where you have the ones versus the ones, and um, that was... And for me, that that was my highlight last summer of all of Cowboys training camp. I Y'all you guys know I love to watch quarterbacks play. I, mm-hmm. I love I love Aaron Rodgers. Brock Purdy. We know. Gosh, he was he was so fantastic Sunday night from a football fan's perspective, not from a cowboy sideline perspective. <laughs> man, he was common. He, he was great. That one. But um <laughs> but Justin Herbert is one of those guys, you know? Yeah. Uh one of the chosen ones. And uh man, he's The thing is, though, um, he suffered that broken left uh, middle finger in the uh, week four game. And so having that bye week, you mentioned that they had it early, Jess, that uh, that was really helpful for Justin Herbert as well to have an extra week um, because of that injured finger on his non-throwing hand.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised by the stats that you rolled out, uh, Nicole, just because yeah, they they toss the ball around. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's what a Kellen Moore offense does. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> not not surprised by that at all. Um, you mentioned like how do you how would you defend this? I think this is a good test for the secondary. Most of their receivers are bigger in size. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys secondary typically struggles with those shifty small mm-hmm. guys more and that's pretty much every secondary, quite honestly. Look at the, the Dolphins. Um, um I and how they play ball, but your Your defensive line has to be good. Uh, that was something that we saw this past year. Well, this past game is that there wasn't a whole bunch of pressure consistently, and that's partially because Bob Purdy's getting the ball out so quickly. No. Uh, this team has long developing plays. Mm-hmm. it's a Kelly yeah. Moore offense, so there will be opportunities for this second the secondary, this front seven to get after this uh, this charger's offensive line and, and mm-hmm. take advantage to make opportunities for this secondary. But as, as far as, as far as the matchup with the receivers to the corners, I think that they fare pretty well um, when it comes to the size and how those guys like to
3: play. Yeah, and even though Herbert we think of him as kind of a prototypical dropback passer and looking for some of those long shots mm-hmm. and those long developing plays as Aisha mentions, this is still a guy who can move. Yeah. He's big and tall, but he's shiftier than he looks. He had two rushing touchdowns in their Week 4 win, and so it's one he's one of those guys where when you're talking about the pass rush and hopefully this week they're able the Cowboys defense is able to set up some third and longs, which was a problem last week Absolutely. we've been talking about that. Yep. But um, you got to keep him uh, in the well because uh, uh, Herbert can uh, hurt you with its legs if if you let him out of that well and let him escape the pocket.
1: Sure, and let's compare some stats here because Aisha, you made uh, a comment there that I'm I'm glad you did that. Uh, Kellen Moore's offensive schemes love big plays, and mm-hmm. and I think. The explosive plays is, is what you're seeing there uh, with the Chargers now. Let's go over rushing uh, so far. And keep in mind, they've only played four games because they had the bye week mm-hmm. um, this last week. So in four games, the Chargers have 479 rushing yards, 1,155 receiving yards. Um, and here's the difference there. In, in five games, the Dallas Cowboys have 622 rushing yards, And then they have 1,089 receiving yards. So what you're missing on this Cowboys offense, and I, I just find it so ironic that the Kellen Moore conversation comes up this week after the 49ers game and after what you saw without the lack of explosive plays on the Cowboys offense, is you're seeing a vast difference now five weeks in, getting established of a Mike McCarthy run offense compared to a Kellen Moore run offense. And here's the thing. I I was hearing a discussion earlier this morning, and I'm going to pose the same question to you ladies because I thought it was an interesting discussion, was who has the bigger advantage in this matchup? Is it Dan Quinn or is it Kellen Moore and why? Mm. And it, It seems like an easy question, but I pose it to you ladies because here's the thing. If you think about it this way, Kellen Moore has a new quarterback, obviously this year a new team new weapons it's not really the same charges that you saw last year right Dan Quinn has for the most part retained his guys same defense same scheme for the most part same versatility it's kind of the same thing that Kellen was facing and however you go now when you see what what Dan has to work with it's kind of a new team giving in my opinion Kellen a little bit of a heads up to Dan Scheming against him right now. Mm, but that's mm-hmm. also because it's so early in the season. They came off a of bye week, so that's even less film that they have. Mm. There's a few things working again. So I'm going to pose a question to you guys. Who has the upper hand in this? What? I'd, 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 I'd say it's Kellen. Well,
3: it's, yeah. still, it's still the players who are going to decide it, <laughs> and both of those guys will, will tell you that. But um, I do love your question, Jess. And I would say that it's, uh, in terms of your question, it's Kellen, because Kellen knows... The Cowboys players, the personnel on defense, because he saw him in practice every day. He was in on meetings and things like that. So um, whereas Dan Quinn, he may know what Kellen Moore wants to do, but he doesn't have the knowledge of the Chargers offensive personnel that Kellen does of the Cowboys defensive personnel that he, you know, was with. Uh, so many days of the year and that he practiced against all the time.
0: Now the last time, I looked this up earlier, the last time Kellen Moore faced Dan Quinn, a Dan Quinn defense, well, when he was the head coach of the Falcons, was in 2020. He put up 40 points on that team. <laughs> and the only other team to do that was Tampa Bay when they won the Super Bowl that year. So, That's a good point. I think Kellen Moore does have the advantage because he had pretty much the same pieces in that team, of course, outside of like Zeke and a couple other guys, but pretty much the same offensive pieces that year um so I don't know the way that he calls plays it's like you just never know what Kellen Moore's cooking up so I don't know
2: <laughs> yeah I would um I don't know well another were you gonna uh, play devil's advocate <laughs> yeah I mean another important important part about it is that like I mean I don't know if you guys noticed, but Sammy Fajoko is on this. Yeah. He's on this. He's on that team as well. <laughs> they brought him in after the Mike Williams injury. Um, I'm not sure how much time he's getting, but you also have another receiver that was around for this whole new install, which, again, is it's it's not a huge deal. But every team does it. You know, you get information from guys. But as far as the Dan Quinn thing, I I, I think Dan Quinn has the um, somewhat of the advantage of. Just kind of how this—but also, too, it's it's based off of me watching film on the Chargers and looking at how they play ball. Sure. And when you pass the ball as much as they do—and again, that's why Eckler returning is such a big deal. Maybe that will throw some wrinkles in. But when you pass the ball and, and the way their passing concepts are, it really plays into the Cowboys' favor. The way they like to rush the pass or get them behind the sticks. Like, they're not afraid to throw on first down. They're not. Like, they're going right. to. And with that is if you're going up against a defense that can get those stops early on in the sticks, it plays into the Cowboys' hand. And then, again, I talked about the size of the receivers, how they match up against the, the Cowboys' secondary. They're, they don't do a whole bunch of stuff to, like, create separation, I guess. It's like, they, hey, They don't you have better? to. They yeah, don't they're have like, to. are you better than our guy? And that's just kind of how they fare. So yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that the Cowboys Ooh. are, to me, defensively more in a better place to defend this type of offense. as opposed to some of the ones we've seen so far.
1: I love that. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, let's continue this offensive conversation. We'll get into some defense and special teams. We have a lot to talk about and how that could play a role uh, for this game or how it can. So stick with us. We'll be right back. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Welcome back to Girls Talk Boys. Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We're getting into more Chargers Cowboys conversation. But first, the most action-packed... Wait, that is for Thursday. Hold on. Hold on, y'all. Okay, well, here we go. Check out the latest and greatest addition to tours at AT&T Stadium and at the Star in Frisco. Meet Jerry Jones, an interactive experience. Get a peek behind the curtain and into the fascinating life of Jerry Jones with a focus on innovative fan experience in partnership with AT&T. This interactive technology gives tour goers the opportunity to ask Mr. Jones a variety of questions. For more information and to book your tour, head to dallascowboys.com tours. All right, my days are officially mixed up. So with that, ladies, let's continue the conversation uh, we were just in about offense. Let's stick there, and then we'll work our way back to defense. Aisha, I'm assuming you were buried deep in film uh, all night and all morning. What are some of the things (laughs) that the Cowboys offense, let's stick on this offensive conversation, that the Cowboys offense have to do to win this game? It's not should they what do they have to do to win this game
2: i'll say i'll I'll say what they can do is um they need to do uh attack the middle of the field attack the seams um the the chargers run a their base is um too high safety and what that means is that you just have two safeties deep so they're really not trying to give up anything um over the top they're not trying to give up the deep pass but because of that, that leaves the middle of the field open. And so that allows you to have your, your, um, your tight ends or whoever uh, attack the seams, attack the middle of the field. Um, they really they'll allow the underneath stuff. But they also tight. They this defense also does tighten up well once they get to the red zone. They're one of the best teams again. They're, think they're top five in, in the red zone as far as defense goes. But they're gonna allow. They allow yardage. You can pass on them. Thirty um, fourth, thirty first in yards allowed. So the bottom half of the league, twenty fourth in points allowed, and then they also are eighteenth in, in rush per attempt. So you, if the Cowboys offense wants to get back on track and, and really start. Reforming their identity, I think this is a good team to do that against. Christy, you mentioned that I'm, I was trying to creep in, on Twitter and see if Darren James was Darren um, James, Darren yeah. James he, was yeah. ready to go. It he, looks he, like he, he missed week trending. four. Yeah.
3: He missed week four, but they may have him back by Monday. Trending, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. And all yeah. pro safety guys. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. So it would be important to, for them to have back. He's
2: a big part of what they do, but he also is a part of what they do in tackling as well. He's one of their highest rated tacklers mm-hmm. against the run and, and yeah. on this team. So um, depending on whether he's back or not it's going to be important uh, yeah honestly contain Khalil Mack he's been semi-quiet this year <laughs> semi-quiet, except for one semi-
3: game no <laughs> I <laughs> mean <laughs> no he has he
2: has to his standards I'm sure he is not but that's partially because they people can pay a lot more attention to him because Joey Joe jo- Bosa is mm-hmm. out so um, be able to contain him and to me I, the Cowboys should have opportunities in the passing game but also in the run game to get going and, and get active
0: I mean, I was going to say the same thing. i really <laughs> sorry. Joey Bosa wasn't playing. Uh, so winning at the line of scrimmage is really important for them. I uh, know the front five didn't have the best game last week. Terrence Steele, of course, having a hard time, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking on Nick Bosa. So, like, it's going to come down to those guys and really proving that um, that group is back. You know, it's only week two. Um with them back being back, so I think that's going to be important for them just winning
3: at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it'd be good to not have to face Bosa's back to back. We've had enough yeah. with Nick, yeah, we're, so we're let's, let's not have me, let's not have the brother Joey um, <laughs> else? So on that. But, names, but, but the, the Khalil Always. Mack, I know you had some notes about uh, uh, Khalil, and yeah. yeah, so those six sacks that he uh, had in the game yeah. uh, is tied for second most in, in NFL history, and what only five guys have he's ever had. Insane. Uh Yeah, he, he's <laughs> one of five guys the NFL history to have six sacks in a game and those of us uh, Cowboys we remember our trip to Atlanta in 2017 <laughs> another one of those players was uh Adrian Claiborne from the Atlanta Falcons and in uh, Cowboys lore we refer to that as the Chaz Green game so we know what that looks like yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, I feel for um yeah. uh, that game where uh against las vegas where they yielded the six sacks to mac but you're right um he has been drawing more attention when you don't have joey bosa uh, on the other side
1: absolutely i think for this cowboys offense to be successful this week they can't defeat themselves it starts with not defeating yourselves it starts with establishing who you are first how you want to attack this game plan and going from there in this case nicole you talked about this yesterday establish the run first get tony pollard going personally aisha we were talking about this after the podcast yesterday i want to see a little more rico dowdle in there as well Mm -hmm. i think the one two punch worked so well for this cowboys offense last year and given it's a different scheme it's a different type of offense but it worked well for a few reasons one of which was it uh, protected the longevity of both of the guys throughout the rest of uh, the long season And two, when you have a guy like Rico who's going to fight, I mean, that guy will fight for yardage. He's going to push. He's going to shove. The thing is, Rico's so physical, you forget how small he is, actually. You really forget uh, his size. And so I want to see more one-two punch from Rico Dowdle, Tony Pollard. Get that run established. Open up your passing game. But most importantly, where are the tight ends? Get the tight ends involved that's Please, what was, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. I mean, this Please. is perfect. Per- Middle of the
3: field. That's Get this is a perfect. That's what has been saying.
2: That's a perfect time. It's, <sighs> it is. It's a perfect time to uh, establish that the seam threats in mm-hmm. this, yes. in this offense, it is necessary. It has to happen for this offense to expand and to grow. But also, too, I'm glad that you mentioned just the running backs in general. Yeah, the, this last game. I don't I can't say that you uh, abandoned the run, but I will say that it didn't it wasn't emphasized. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something you stuck to in the beginning of that game because you were still in that game. Yeah. It wasn't until mm-hmm. the second half that you weren't mm-hmm. in that game. You were still in that game and running running the ball isn't always just running down the A and B gap. It's getting to the edges. It's the yeah. screen game. it's things it's things of that nature. And to me with the running backs that you have, I'm not so much or even so much like the one-two punch. I'm more so what does the matchup call for? Who exactly. is the more equipped running back for this okay. particular matchup? Yeah. Is it if it's not Tony, okay, then give Rico more burn. Or if it's not if it's if it's a team that is hard out and like physical, then you want your really physical guys down there and mm-hmm. punishing like returning that punishment. So to me, um, I'm looking at how the usage of the running backs improves or changes or however it is because I don't know I mean a lot of people were like oh, Tony leads the NFL and touches yeah. I don't like that <laughs> no yeah. you don't want
3: him to I no, don't you like want it to that. be shared yeah. and and also
2: too when he's running the way that the way that he's being used and some of the things they're doing running in between the tackles that's not his strong suit not saying he can't do it But his explosiveness comes at the second level and doing things of that nature. Mm So to me, getting him in position to do those things is is more feasible as opposed to doing those things. So for me, it's like how do they use the running backs in this game and also sticking to that plan because – you can't make yourself one-dimensional. You,
3: you yeah. can't, and if, you, if the defense has to respect the run game, that's when you pop them with the play-action pass, and they yep. weren't able to do that last week. Yes. And, so, and especially yeah. if you're trying to get over the middle of the field, some of these routes that Aisha's talking about, you have to draw those linebackers in with the play-action, yep. and that's when you go over the head. They weren't able to do that last week. That's why you saw Dre Greenlaw and, and Fred Warner you know, just having huge having days.
2: Day. And that's something that – and I'm going to just this is my last thing. And then um, when you don't talk apologize. about play action, <laughs> that's what that that works against the that works against the Chargers. But also, too, if you're going to do play action, baby, don't be doing it out of shotgun. The, po- the point of it to me for play action is to make people believe you're running the ball. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And when you do it out of shotgun, they it's not. they're less than they They're like. All right, homie. If that's what you going to do, so to me, doing more play action under center and doing a few more things under center when your quarterback all I mean, teams also too watching the Chargers. We're successful doing that because their linebackers are taking the bait. Their safeties yeah. are taking the bait. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of their shifty eyes. Yeah.
3: And and I just to your point of being under center, that was one of the things coming out of training camp that we finally got the staff to admit. I don't I don't know that this was in one of the press conferences or in one of the walk-offs, but one of the things that I was told by more than one coach on the staff is we would see more of Dak under center this year. Mm. We really hadn't seen it yet. We
1: ain't seen it yet. And mm-hmm. it's weird
3: because he plays well from there.
1: Yeah. yeah. I and mean, t- we've was, been talking about how we haven't seen a full Mike McCarthy offense, but it's just so interesting. I started digging a little deeper into his play calling um this morning and last night. I was like, let me just let me just see what was going on here in Green Bay because to be honest, I didn't really pay attention to it because I didn't have to. I, I, I didn't them, think I, quite honestly. <laughs> I didn't need to. I, I heard Aaron Rodgers was like, no, nope, I don't need You know. would look
3: so good in a cheese head, though, see? Yeah, look oh, yeah. wow. at I wouldn't would have awesome. to fit in because I don't like cheese curds. So. Oh, my gosh. I how know. can you not like cheese That's the greatest. Oh, oh my no. gosh. The Minnesota and the Wisconsin oh State no. Fair, the greatest. Oh, no. oh not, no. Not better than Texas State oh Fair, no, but man. the cheese curds.
1: What you see, what did I see? Yeah. Exactly what we're seeing now. <laughs> Tater tots. And, and look, I'm not shading Mike McCarthy for that. I'm not. <laughs> I got you, Christy. There you go. Thank you. I'm not shade. That's no oh, wow. shade. How do you put this in? Just. Not there that you go. have quarters yeah, laying there because you oh, just. That's really hard bubble. to. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. Hi. Here's the thing it's no shade to Mike McCarthy. He has his set style as mm-hmm. every play caller around the league does, right? But what you're noticing from the Cowboys, and, and I started comparing to last year and this year, I was in my multiverse of offensive schemes this morning. It was just drives me a little crazy. But what I noticed is you're seeing a more conservative approach than what you saw last year from the Cowboys. Yeah. And you can't do that anymore. It's not working for you. In fact, it's kind of doing the opposite. It's Top making the Cowboys shit. offense regress a, a little bit, bit in, the, in the ways that they need to be progressing. And how is that? One. Red zone. Mm-hmm. That's why we're having this red zone conversation. I'm sick of having this red zone conversation. I'm sick and tired of talking about it. <laughs> Two. When they do get to the red C. zone, CD Lamb. Well, right. And that's, well, there you go. CD Lamb. Yes. CD Lamb. Where's CD Lamb? Where's the usage of CD Lamb, your star wide receiver who you need to be productive this year? Need not forget, it's a contract year for CD Lamb. He needs to have a good year no matter what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's going to help him later on when he's trying to get money in the bank. There's a lot of things that, look, you just can't play too conservative anymore, and I hate using that because it it works when you need it to work, right, Aisha, to your point. When you need a conservative play calling for certain situations, sure, but I'm just... I need a little more. You need a little more oomph.
3: Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know how much more you're going to get. They took some of the deep shots. They connected on the one to Turpin. I don't know that 26 yards really counts for that. But what did Mike say on Monday? We've mentioned it twice already this week. Playing to the strength of this team, which is the defense. But
2: I, that mean, you got to score a though. stop. You, yep. have, to, true, you, you score have to. That means you got to score a point stop. True. So, to true. me, it's like. True. You got to take those shots, and that's why I asked him a couple weeks ago. Within the West Coast, man, like, it's methodical. Mm -hmm. It matriculates downfield, but you take shots. You set up shots. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you also scheme guys open. And and I'm trying to be very fair about, you know, the play calling just because this is a totally new offense. Yeah. yeah. We are in week five. And I don't know, um, my, my guy Foots the King mentioned and I thought it was a great point, how many times this last couple of years were you in week five and you were looking at the Cowboys to be better? They peaked a lot very early yeah. in these in the Kelly years. They were like, Oh, they're so explosive. Then in the middle of the season, teams are kind of figuring out what to do yeah. with them and you're mm-hmm. seeing the backlash. So I am not opposed to them having to pivot and figure out what's going on but I coaches and again like this is this is we have to do this in our profession as well you got to be able to say man I need to evolve here maybe I got to shake something up here maybe I got to get better no one is without improvement Mm -hmm. and right now this scheme is really putting a chokehold on everything that you want to do and again I don't know if it's a QB uh oc communication thing but not attacking the in the middle of the field and not having explosive plays it's gonna pigeonhole you all year because if i'm a defense i'm I'm sitting on everything homie i'm like all right cool y'all want to do this little horizontal stuff fine go ahead and do it we're gonna come up and tackle but other than that that's why they have trouble in the red zone because that's why it's it's close it's tight
1: where it scares me the most is your fourth down situations that's where it freaks me out a little bit more is i i haven't seen enough of it yet to say and this can be a conversation we talk about like week 10 maybe in in five weeks or so Mm -hmm. how is mike mccarthy going to handle those fourth down situations because those can be game changers one play or one lack of a play can be a game changer for the entire game is he going to say all right let's go for it or is he going to say, no, let's not go for it, and then later on say, I wish I would have done that?
3: He's mm. been very aggressive that's, his first three years. you know? in some, but, and, but less as a play caller. As a play caller. But less that's now. That's what makes me well, nervous. That's, I think it's an early sample size. It is size. early. It's thing. an early that's what I'm sample saying. size. It's too said, early. That's
1: why I said in week yeah. 10. We can come back and we can reconvene <laughs> this discussion. Just in the meantime, that's something I want to keep my eye on. I just would have
3: loved part. to have a fourth down in that game Sunday in the second half that mattered.
1: Christy, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> when you go back and you see. Yeah. Say, I wish that would have happened yeah. that's what exactly. I'm talking about
3: exactly right and then the other ones were blowout wins that were one-sided yeah. thanks to your defense and special teams and yeah. really good complementary football and so it wasn't an issue in those games well, so
1: let's talk about the defense and the special teams in our next segment let's get into those discussions and um, we have some questions on Twitter I believe we'll read those and see if we can get to them as well stick with us this is Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw and we'll be right back you waiting this is girls talk <laughs> boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner for the dallas cowboys uh we're having some good discussion about what oh. to give you guys in this segment so sorry for being late but first the dallas cowboys game time powered by lenovo the official gaming part platform and community of the dallas cowboys sign up to compete in madden 24 for a chance to win two tickets and a vip experience to the dallas cowboys home game qualifiers begin on october 6th and run through the 13th learn more and register at DallasCowboys.com. okay um sorry we were in some really deep discussion and jazzy was getting very impatient that
2: song was playing (laughs) it's it's (laughs) a great (laughs) song
1: look here's the thing when you hear that song you know we're coming that's crazy because i didn't even (laughs) hear the song (laughs) you didn't hear the song i I heard jazzy being like are you ready are you ready are you ready like, are you ready for it? That's a Taylor Swift. <laughs> song. Oh, I got you. oh my gosh. I got
3: you, I got you. <laughs> out of, running out of quarters. I got today.
1: you. My mom said she going to send you some. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Nicole, you have some good little notes uh, to share with us. Let's start there and we'll work our way back. We have a Twitter question we'll get to um, as well. But let's start with your little notes and nuggets that you wanted to share today. Oh, uh, no. Uh, just saying that I know we want to talk
0: about defense. So yep. just talking about how special that defense has to play, like Jonathan Hankins, big game for him last week. Um... If you have a guy like Justin Herbert who plays so clean and just plays unbelievable, you've got to be able to uh, Pressure the quarterback, you know, uh, so they got those guys those front seven guys have got to uh, pressure the quarterback. They thrive um, Off of that. So yeah, I
3: think that they've got to start Yeah,
0: they've got to do that. I think that's really gonna yeah. be key uh, yeah. for this for this defense, yeah, yeah, and with, one
3: one thing that uh, he's been really good at, uh, Herbert, is um, they blitzed him a ton. Week yeah. three at Minnesota, mm-hmm. like over eighty percent of the snaps, that. he wants you to do it. <laughs> and so I think it's going to be real interesting. I think they'll probably rely more on the stunts than some of the blitzes. But this is one of these young quarterbacks who can make you pay if you don't get there.
2: Yeah, yeah. and um, you mentioned a great point earlier by you while we are in the break. <laughs> To add on to what you said, uh, Nicole, is the fact that they lost their center. Their starting uh, center, Corey Lindsley, early, and Will Clapp has been um, trying to find his way, mm-hmm. to say the least, in, in that in that department. So there will be opportunity for mm-hmm. interior pressure. Um, the rest of their offensive line is pretty stout. I mean, they have Quentin Johnson, um Who's a good player? Rashawn Slater is a fantastic mm-hmm. offensive tackle, high draft pick, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those guys are gonna, um, those guys are gonna be sure up in, in coverage. I mean, well, in coverage in, uh, for in pass pro, but uh, I think you can attack attack their interior to your point, Nicole. So that will be something that we can look into as well. Yeah. And we
1: talk about it here all the time how important that center position actually is within a game and for an offense, right? So um, to be honest, it wasn't a position that I really had an appreciation for as much as I should have until I really talked to Tyler Biotish about how much goes into his job. And so anytime you have a center out that automatically messes with the communication factor for your line for your quarterback. It's just not good and given they've had the bye week. They've had the bye week to kind of Mm -hmm. figure it out. They've had time to go through things but it takes time to create a cohesive unit on an offensive line mm-hmm. as uh, we can tell. we've known, <laughs> yeah. as we've seen, as we've talked about. So again, having a bit of a leaky center, uh, it's it's something they can take advantage yeah. of and I, play up. I'm,
3: I'm real, I'm so glad you said that because I'm real curious to see Uh, especially if Micah Parsons is playing more linebacker instead of defensive end because now we've we've got no, here's the thing. I'm out of excitement. Yeah, because um,
1: because
3: what did we see Micah do a lot last year and what uh, was the plan for Leighton, and we saw it a bit through the first five games, it's called mugging. So when you have an inexperienced center and you take a linebacker or even walk a safety up, and they're, like, right over the center, right in the A-gap, just on the sh- one of the shoulders of the center there. And it's they're showing, are they going to rush or are they going to drop back? Are they going to rush or not? That's called mugging. And so um, coming in on that gap. And, uh, oh, would that be – Are you, you think that would be fun to see oh, Micah yeah. do that on yeah, Monday night? I mean, uh, I I, I, I tweeted, it?
2: tweeted the other day just because Dan Quinn mentioned the fact that Micah's going to be tr- playing some more linebacker. And I, I was elated um, because I, I think that – adds back like the the questions like having the quarterback question where he's coming from I love that he's built up his tolerance built up his body to be an edge but where I thought he was the most of a problem was when he was at linebacker and he was rushing from all different mm. places because yeah. that just makes a that makes a quarterback have to think about what's going on. And to your point, it stresses out Absolutely. a center in, incredibly bad having he called someone called himself what edge
1: rushing linebacker. Is that what he called <laughs> Whatever himself? Whatever he really is.
3: is? Whatever it is, It was is. Before, right before <laughs> yeah. the
1: season yeah. When, yeah. when everybody so, asked, what's so, your position? So, he so, said, I'm an edge yeah, rushing you, linebacker. You see it
3: on um, uh, depth charts now in, in college and certainly in the NFL. So instead of DE or LB, a lot mm-hmm. of times you'll, it'll just say edge because mm-hmm. that's yeah. basically, I uh, won't say new, but it's being acknowledged at least uh, yeah. officially, like both, officially yeah. I just edge think rusher. it's
1: funny because he didn't have an, an answer. and uh, This was weeks ago. I mean, this was over the summer. an edge rushing linebacker. And then we asked Dan mm-hmm. Quinn. Is that what he is? He's a, yeah, uh, he's a yeah, he's a defensive end. He's a defensive end. That's yeah. what Micah said. Yeah. Um, let's let's get into how things kind of shift around. If if Micah's going more linebacker, edge, whatever you hey. want to call it, how did things shift around for kind of your defensive ends ends at that point? Um, do you get more of a Sam Williams involvement? Yeah. more, how, how more do you Sam, see
3: that more out? Dante Fowler. And that's the thing, you know, they, they, they can bring them in waves. Chauncey Goldston has been playing more inside this year, but you can uh, have him concentrate more at end. So, um, yeah, but, uh, I think, uh, Sam Williams, uh, would certainly benefit from that, but, uh, Fowler as well. I'm going to be frank.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-oh
3: whoever can contain the edge can play edge. That, that's yeah. the thing because cause like. you, you've got to be able there, – there have been some times where yeah, one of the aforementioned <laughs> players has not set the edge yeah. Yeah. and given up some big plays yeah. around the end. Yeah, so. And you, you you, have to be disciplined. You have to play that. Yeah. And yeah. so so if this young player in particular wants to get more, more chances to rush the passer – make sure you play the run better I real know. quick
1: before we i i want to get to this twitter question before we um before we have to wrap things up and we can obviously continue this discussion tomorrow ladies oh, but yeah. <laughs> um brandon on twitter shout out to brandon asked who would you prefer to see match up against keenan allen deron bland who is anything but bland or stefan oh, gilmore oh oh wait, there gosh. we go get ready jazz I'm here trying. Comes. i can't pick it up with my nails there you go. Sorry, I'm a little What do you, you think? Ayesha, <laughs> right. you don't want to take it.
3: Y'all answer first. Mm. Um I I think it's a great question, Brandon. Um I I think the Cowboys will still have their cornerbacks play sides. You know? Uh I don't know that you're gonna travel with uh anyone. And Allen is a very versatile weapon in there and yeah. they're undisputed number one now, especially without Mike Williams. So um yeah. Honestly I need to watch a little more Keenan Allen and see mm-hmm. the way that Kellen Moore is utilizing him. Um, so I need to go back and watch uh the first couple weeks, um, when they had Williams because 'cause I've watched the last two games.
2: Quite honestly, he's everywhere. They blew him and, in. And he's everywhere. And, he's and, a and, and so
3: so when he's inside, then that would uh be Jordan. Jordan Lewis which is a but, mish, yeah.
2: mismatch I know listen I know Jordan is tough
3: that's a size mis- him is, yeah. yeah him
2: is him is not afraid to to get in there and tackle and to play hard but um yeah they move him around to find mm-hmm. favorable matchups because he he also too is a very smart player you gotta yeah. be a smart player to be able to move across the line of scrimmage so I agree with Christy yeah. I don't know I don't foresee them traveling him because it would no. just complicate things so right. much to try to uh to try to do that um, however, <laughs> if I had to choose uh, who I wanted defending him. Yeah, you have him, to choose. You have to you choose have to right choose.
1: now. Pick okay. one oh, now, Lord, right University. at this moment. I
2: think I would, go, I think I would just go Deron Bland at this point. I would go Deron Bland there. Okay. But either or, it, it doesn't really matter. He's,
0: <laughs> He's going to get his place. For sure. <laughs> have you. I, that's what I was going to say. I don't think last week a lot of people targeted Deron Bland a lot just because they know – how good he is at making those good reads and to. cutting inside. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I'm going to say DeRon Bland just because I know that teams have are, are kind of sh- trying to shy away from that. They're trying to target um, Stefan Gilmore a little bit more and yeah, test him one on one. They did
2: I'm
1: pick gonna, on him yeah. at the they beginning, they the on game. him a lot. Yeah, that's fair. <gasps> I'm going to yeah. go Stefan Gilmore. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because usually I'd go Duran <laughs> de- land, which y'all know why. <laughs> they both probably going to guard but, him at some no, point. But John, here's the real. thing. I'm going to go Stefan Gilmore too because his ability to diagnose plays is phenomenal And when you go back and you watch some of his film, his ability to adjust accordingly, and he almost reads the route before the receivers do sometimes, it's kind of scary. I think that'll play to his advantage in this game, and especially when you're dealing with someone like Keenan Allen. Yeah, you need all the help you can. Yeah, that was a great question. Thank you. So yeah, thank you, Brandon. Ladies, we're officially out of time for the day, but we'll be back here tomorrow. Same time, same place, 4 o'clock, DallasCowboys.com. That's 4 o'clock Central Time, that is. Ladies, anything else you want to add before we wrap things up today? Go no, Cowboys. just yeah. nah,
2: I meant what I said. I mean, that's all I got to say. I meant what I said about whoever is, oh. if they moving Micah to the linebacker, whoever's over there. I don't want to see it again. I can't take it no more. Mm-hmm. Teams beat you going at the opposite edge of DeMarcus Lawrence last year. Like, they just did.
1: All right. Well, there you Have go. Have mercy. Sorry. I... Yeah. Have Y'all, mercy. we got to log out before she <laughs> she's fed. Nah, no, she's, she's not... getting on it today. All right. Um, <laughs> it's well, all love. It's all love. We love that. Um, <laughs> love that. Thank you, ladies, so, so much for uh, joining us today in this conversation. If you watched, we appreciate you. Uh, yes, that means you, Julian, who is watching. That is my nephew who oh. is dying for a little Aww. shout out the last two days. So, uh, Julian, I love you very much and you're the cutest. Um, all right, ladies, I won't be here tomorrow. Nicole's gonna hold down the fort and she's gonna be sitting right here in this beautiful host yes. seat. So, you all give her all the love, shower her with all the love, and this will be her seat now. So, starting tomorrow, Nicole. I officially hand the torch off to you to sit in this lovely seat. Oh, and thanks, I'm so girl. excited. Bring yeah. your quarters. i will <laughs> bro. be broke. Look. Lord. Look, we all have to take out a loan, okay? Okay, no worries. <laughs> I'll bring some. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you all for watching. We'll be back here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. This has been Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah.